veteran and a real friend of this house for many years. Please welcome Pastor David Herring. Woohoo! Oh. Praise God, I have two waters, two Bibles. I was told that I have uh, this lapel thing, and um, I was told that not only can you hear me through it, but if I go longer than I'm supposed to, they shock me. Uh So, uh, (laughs) fellas back there, if you would just vibrate me before you shock me, just let me know that I'm getting close. (laughs) I am so, folks, I cannot tell you about this praise team, about the presence of God and how they, you know, I was, when I say I was raised in a different time, a different, I know I'm very animated, I'm loud, and I raise my hands. And these are things that I've learned that works for me. Uh, I raise my hands because I, you know, I, I love westerns. And I love to watch them. And I, you know, oh, Connie. Bless your heart, Connie. And I love it when they say, get your hands up. Surrender. To me, that's a sign of surrendering. I can't do it, doing me what I can't do in myself. And I get loud and, you know, I know I move about and I'm just a strange creature. But I want you to find what works for you. You know, I I look around and I see and I know that some of you stay seated, some of you with your hands in your pockets and all of this, and I don't know what you're receiving I don't know what you're struggling with. This morning, I want to talk to you about being convinced. Now, I know that I can't convince you of anything. I talk with my wife and try to convince her of some things, and it doesn't work. You know, I talk to my kids and my grandkids, and it doesn't work. Not coming from me. But this isn't me trying to convince you. This is God through His Word. I'm going to make a statement to you. You know, I went to, um, Pastor, what do they call those weekend things or whatever that you go to? Encounters or Trace Diaz. Diaz. Yeah, that kind of, that's what it was. Yes, thank you. Were you there too? (laughs) And they would say, this is a write-down. You know, write this down. This is for remembering. I say to you this morning that a man or woman who is convinced by God is possessed by God. And a person who is possessed by God, they feel like that they can't do 
the ordinary things that they stumble over, God's calling us out to do even extraordinary things, to go above and beyond. And there's one example in the Word of God that I want to use this morning. It's Gideon, one of my favorite individuals that history tells us about. And it's in the book of Judges. If you wanted to turn there, but just I'll be jumping around a little bit. And, um, you know, in my field of work and working with people, I don't do as well up here as I think that I do sitting down one-on-one -on -one with people. I like to try to find out what makes people tick. Right. I want to try to help the individual that I'm sitting in front of to be extraordinary. Not just so-so, but to be extraordinary. God made a promise to me, and I've said this to you before, but God made a promise to me that if I would do this, and give up everything else, you know, pastoring a church and having a group of people and preaching on Sundays and whatever. That I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I still don't think I'm that, you know, a preacher of that sort, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. But then God said, I want you to give up that and I want you to do this. Find out about people. Help people. Do for them what they can't do for themselves. And everybody that comes to me seems as though low self-esteem is an understatement. Well, in regards to self-esteem and low self-esteem and beating yourself up and not seeing yourself as much... Um, Gideon probably deserves the award above us all. I want you to think about this, and I know you probably don't know the story, but if you, chapter 6 in the book of Judges is uh, where the story starts. And this is about a young man that, wow, when it talks about him, and he describes himself, he's not much of anything. Right. As a matter of fact, he sees himself as the lowest of lows, the weakest of weak in his family. And my challenge to you this morning, is that how you see yourself? I know God has called each and every one of us. I know God has reconciled each and every one of us. 2 Corinthians, I think it's the 5th or 6th chapter, talks about reconciliation, being reconciled to God, changing, old things falling off. I listened to the um, songs that they were singing this morning, and I thought, my goodness, if ever there was a doubt in my mind that this is what I wanted to talk about, Josh and the team convinced me this is what I want to talk about. Amen. So here we are. Midian has captured Israel. The reason why is Israel 
sinned and was wicked in the sight of God once again. Yet once again. And even after this, this battle, these victories, all that God did, they went right back into sin once again. It's human nature. It's what people do. They constantly seem to turn back. You know, I'm, I'm speaking in front of a pastor this morning and I can tell you right now that she feels that pain, that discouragement, that struggle. She helps them to come forward and then they seem to fall back. Well, you're looking at a man this morning who's been convinced. Oh, Pastor Rhonda, I thank God as I get closer to my home going, I thank God that at least in my mind, nothing's going to change my mind. No matter what comes, I'm not going to, my mind is not going to be changed. And I'm seeing all kind of strange things out there today. Seriously, all kind of strange decisions and beliefs and uncertainties and, and we don't know who we are in any way. All, just all kinds of things. But through it all, my mind has been made up. I'm not going to turn back. I'm not going to turn back. I'm not going to turn back from God. So here it is. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Remember that. Remember how God sees him. But sir, <laughs> Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our father told us about when they said, <clears throat> did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. Never mentioned what they were doing. Never mentioned turning away from God. Just the question, where is he? If you're with us, where is he? You ever ask that of God? Where are you? But the Lord, Gideon asked. No, sorry, let me move up. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in strength, you have you go in strength you have and set go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. I am not sending I am not sending you. Am I not sending you? I'll get it right here in a minute. Gideon asked, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least of my in my family. Just think about that. A great miracle is about to happen here. Many lives are about to be taken. Enemies are about to be slaughtered and put to death. And here this man is, I am the weakest among my family. I could talk to you about family history. I could talk to you about uh, hard wirings in the mind and all of these things and how difficult it is for you and I to recognize and remember who we are. Right. To recognize and to remember 
I've been reconciled to God. I've been changed. The old man has passed away and somebody else has been risen in his place. I am not like I used to be, church. This is not the scared little boy, the beaten up little boy, you know, the, the whatever little boy running, trying to hide. I am no longer that person. I've been reconciled to God. I have been changed. So here we are. I am the least among my family. This is how he sees himself. You know, when Pastor Rhonda asked me to speak, I always scratch my head. And when, I, when you get the, give me the response that you give, I always scratch my head. You know, I still, standing here now, still, I'm puzzled. I wonder about the lady myself. <laughs> but one thing I have made a commitment to do, and that's all that I can do. One thing that I will commend you today on doing. One thing that I will hold you up and lift you up and thank God that you've done, and that is you've shown up. Amen. Yet one more Sunday, Pastor, Amen. one more Sunday you've shown up. Amen. And that's all that Gideon can do. He could run. Right. He could be afraid and his fear take him over and he could leave or he could have refused. or So many things could have happened to Gideon. You see how he felt about himself. You see what he was struggling with. You see how low the self-esteem was? All of us have been there, and maybe you're there this morning. But I want you to know that a man that is convinced by God, how can I get over to you and get over to myself that if we just sit with God long enough, He will do what He says He will do. Yes, well, Pastor, what, will, will He do a miracle for me? He's already done a miracle for you. Look at where you're at. Look at what's going on. You say, oh yeah, what's going on? Don't worry about troubles. Don't worry about finances. You just show up. You do the next right thing. All, all Gideon could do is just show up. From this point, he's asking, do a miracle. It took three miracles And six times for God to say, I am with you. Do this. Yes. I'm affirming you. I believe in you. Yes. Three miracles and six times God himself spoke to him and said, it's, I'll, I'll be with you. I'll go with you. What in your life, what's going on in your life that if, if, we, if you and I could just see it differently... A man who is convinced by God is a man who is possessed by God. A woman who is convinced by God, people who are convinced by God, they show up. And oftentimes they show out. Being convinced by God. I want to turn over very quickly to the book of Hebrews.
And I want you to see people who are convinced by God. You know, I look at Gideon, and after, after the miracles, after God saying to him, I am with you, I am with you, I am with you, I'll go before you, I'll go before you, I'll go before you. You would think it'd be enough. Honestly, I would think that what God has done for you, the miracles that he's brought in your life, I'm talking about past miracles. I'm talking about stirring up your faith by way of remembrance. The past miracles, you're caught in the present, you're caught in the now, you're caught in the right now, and you're struggling, and you're trying to press in, and you're trying to press through all of the craziness We're seeing things that we've never seen before that in the history of humanity, really, that I don't know about. And you're caught up in this. But don't you remember? Can't you remember? Don't you remember the last time you needed a miracle? Don't you remember God bringing you through? Pulling you through? A woman and a man that is convinced by God is possessed by God. Listen to this for a moment. Um, And what more shall I say? This is in verse 32. This is the chapter of the men and women of faith. By faith, by faith, by faith. And each one of these individuals, whether it's Abraham, Moses, Gideon, David, Samuel, whoever it is, I've studied them enough, I've looked at their lives enough that I I know that they have character defects, that they have issues in their lives that they're trying to work through. Example number one is David. The Bible describes David as a man after God's own heart. Not only was a man after God's own heart, but the other side of David, the side of David that he struggled with so much, he was a man after a woman's own heart also. And everything else that she had to offer. (laughs) To the point that he was willing to set up a man, the husband, to be murdered. Folks, this is not before miracles happened in David's life. This is not before he slayed the bear and the lion and and uh, the giant and all of these things. This is is afterwards. When he was sitting as the man of God, as the king, he was sitting and this was afterwards when Suddenly he's slipping back. Suddenly he makes a mistake. Gideon, after the great battle, after all the things that have happened, bring me your earrings. Let's do something wonderful. Let's celebrate. Let's praise. And the Bible says that one act became a snare in his life and in his family's life and in the nation's life. 
I understand. I understand physical struggles. I understand personal struggles. I understand trying to overcome. I understand fighting through. I understand failing. I understand low self-esteem. I've already told you. I, I have no idea why I'm called on. I understand all of these personal issues. But oh, thanks be to God. I understand the principle of simply showing up. Just showing up. If all I can do is just show up, it's okay. If all I can do is come through the doors, you know, I'm supposed to speak and all of that stuff. I'm uncertain about some things and I get nervous and I, I just want to help people. I would much rather deal with you one-on-one. -on -one. But that wasn't what I was asked to do. By Pastor Rhonda, but really by God. That wasn't what I was asked to do. God asked me to show up. To proclaim his word. And what more can be said? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fiery flames, and escaped the edge of the sword. I'm about to read something in a statement that the Bible makes and I want you to listen. I want it to sink in. I want you to be like a sponge on this one statement this morning. If you can get this one statement, it'll change your life. If you can get this one statement, it'll be God convincing you that you're, more, you're much more than you think you are. You're much more than you think you are. That statement is, the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength. I know you're struggling. God knows you're struggling. God knows I'm struggling. God knows I have weakness. If we took that one principle and stood on it and said, okay, my weakness is going to be turned to strength, but God, you don't, you don't have any idea how weak I am. You don't have any idea what I struggle with. You don't have any idea all the weaknesses that I have in my life. If we use that principle, then the weakest would be the strongest. And the last would be first. If we use that principle, now, you know, it's, it's just the Bible. It's just God. I mean, what does he know? If we use that principle and stand on it, then I say to you this morning that 
it doesn't matter how weak you and I are. As a matter of fact, if we're inspected, I would love to be the weakest. I would love to be the weakest. I would love to be the one that struggles the most. If we use that principle, that's what I would want to be. That's what Gideon was. I'll put out a fleece. Let it be dry and the ground wet. Okay. But Lord, you don't know how weak I am. You don't know. I'm the least of my clan. I'm the least in my family. You don't know how I was raised. You don't know what I was taught. You don't know what I have seen. You don't know what's been done to me. So, let the ground be wet and let the fleece be dry. Okay. Bring me an offering and I'll touch it with my staff and fire will consume it. Okay. But I, folks, listen to me. He's seeing these miracles. He's sitting in the midst of these miracles. It is certainly miracles of God. And you would think one would be enough. (laughs) Wouldn't you think so? But surely two is going to get the job done. And then being visited by God and God saying to you, you're going to defeat the Mennonites. And I'm going to be with you. And I'm going to go before you. You're going to do this. You're going to put behind you everything that's in your life. Maybe we think that being a Christian is being successful. Having money. Sitting in the lap of luxury. All of these things. Maybe that's our dear. That's our dear. (laughs) Hold on, dear. Maybe that's our idea. I, see, I can say it. Of what a Christian, a, a successful Christian is supposed to be. How in the world, where have we lost sight of this? You know, I see this church and I know that we're in the midst of struggles. We're in the midst of change. Things are happening. in the midst of decision-making and all of these things. And I I am certain and sure that you should be praying for and upholding your pastor. And I'm certain and sure that you should support her in every possible way that you can. You understand what a pastor is, right? You understand that we're sheep and she's the shepherd. You understand that she's supposed to lead this group of people somewhere that they've never been before. Amen. <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not anything, Pastor Rhonda. I don't even get over yourself and get on with it. <laughs> right? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And yet... She can stand there and say, God, are you with me? And he affirms and he lets her know, I am there. 
We're going together. We're going over this. I'm going to be with you. Oh my goodness, a man and woman that is convinced by God is possessed by God. You know, this morning in my worship, and I know I was a little loud and you'll have to forgive me. But man, oh man, Josh started worshiping, no written words, no anything. He's just standing there worshiping. Words coming out of his mouth and words coming out of my mouth and I'm just floating along like a butterfly. Thinking, oh my goodness, this is heaven. Take me now, Lord, this is it. It certainly can't get any better than this. Do I sound to you like a man that's been convinced? I hope I do. And I'm not bragging about it. And I'm not, folks, I have struggles. I have issues. (laughs) If you don't believe me, just sit with my wife. She won't lie. She don't have to. You know, she's made, she made some shirts up for Christmas gifts, uh, pajamas and that sort of thing. And I think she's going to make one up for herself, a, a T-shirt that she can wear saying, my husband has issues. <laughs> and make me up one saying, I know my wife knows I have issues. <laughs> I got issues. But I'm a man convinced I am possessed by God. I know that he's going to take me over. I know that when the, when, when the end comes, when I'm ready to step over from this life into the next life, I know, I know, I know, I know that I'm not going to cower down. That I'm going to make that step. And it amazes me, Pastor Todd, It amazes me with my issues, with what's going on in my life, with the things that I struggle with. It amazes me that I can make that statement to you this morning. It amazes me that I truly believe it. And I truly believe it. I truly believe that what I'm about to read to you and all of the things that happened, just just listen to it for a minute. Whose weakness was turned to strength. And who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. You know, Pastor Rhonda was talking about the uh, homeless, the people that are destitute, the people that are out there. And we take the attitude a lot of times when you're driving down the road or whatever, and you see a homeless person holding a sign up, we take the attitude, 
Maybe some of you roll through your window down and say, get a job. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know what a majority of people that I listen to and talk with, I know how they think about that. And here's people that are just like that. I know it's different times. I know it's different circumstances. I know everything else about it. But there are some people that are willing to give up everything to chase to chase what it is God wants them to do. Some people have caught a glimpse of what they can be in God. Some people have heard from God. Some people have been touched by God. I forgot where I was at because I want you to chain and put in prison. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and in holes in the ground these mighty men and women of God. <clears throat> these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what they had been promised. Think about that. Think about them. Now let's think about us. We know about reconciliation. We know about upper rooms. We know about being possessed, and, and the Holy Spirit coming over us. We know about losing our minds in worship, losing our minds in the presence of God. We know about, folks, God is just, He's just right there. It's different than it was then. And yet in here, these people that I'm reading about know firsthand. Listen to this. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what was promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. There's some literature out books, all of these things. One of them is Fox's Book of Martyrs. You ought to read it sometime. And it's not just then. It's happening right now. People are dying for what they believe in. You remember the, uh, the shooting? Uh, I forget. Kids, and it was said, one of them stood up and said, I'll not deny. Columbine. Thank you, brother. Pastor, I'll not, just a teenage girl, stood up. Folks, what is it? Doesn't it, doesn't it strike your curiosity? I've got six minutes. Don't shock me. Doesn't it shock? I mean, doesn't it shock? Lord have mercy. I want to shock you. I want you to be possessed. I want you to be convinced. I want you to be that young teenage girl that stands up and says, no, 
And it cost her her life. Right, right. And we're worried about an overdrawn bank account. <laughs> and we're worried about the pantry. And we're worried about whether our husband's cheating on us or not, or our wife's whatever. And we're worried about our kids and where are they and what are they doing? Men and women possessed, possessed of God, being convinced by God, are men and women that simply... I'm going to make a statement that's going to be hard to believe, but it's, for me it's true. Simply don't have to worry. Folks, I am a man of God. Connie asked me before service, and I was trying to get it done, but to pray for one of the ladies. I said, the Hope House, and I tried to get over there and get it done. You know, I was right in the middle of it, and Pastor Rhonda interrupted me by introducing me. Because I know her struggles. I know what she's going through. I know what it feels like to wonder, should I stay? Should I go? Am I right? Am I wrong? What direction are you trying to take me? What's going on? Men and women convinced of God. Folks, we still have those struggles. But all God wants us to do is show up. Just be available. Show up. One of the great things that I learned in life is I knew my way of thinking. I knew that my head was really messed up. And if I, if I could spend time to tell you how I was raised and what I was taught and how I was taught to believe, it was sick. It was just sick. And now I go to an altar and I, I pray and I get saved and they said I was saved and all of these things and I went back to the altar and to get saved again and they said I was saved and I believe what they said and then I went back to the altar again to get saved again. That was how I was thinking of it. But a little boy, nine years old, going to church, walking down the sidewalk with his grandmother, and his grandmother had her hand on my head. I can remember it. Oh, praise God, I can remember it. And she was rubbing my little head as I was walking to church, talking to me, saying, little David, little David. And we get to church, and I've got me a few little toys, and I'm doing a nine-year-old kind of thing. And I'm there, and I don't know what the preacher said. Nine years old, I could care less about your preaching. I just want to know why I can't get my army man to stand up on this carpet. Well, not my arm. I, my cowboy man to stand up on the carpet. He's got to shoot an Indian for Pete's sake. Just stand up. And then at the end, they started doing something, playing something, singing something. 
And something came over me. And tears started running down my face. And I grabbed hold of the pew. I am so glad I can remember this. I hope when I'm on my deathbed or, or whatever that I can say to you, I remember this. And my grandmother looked down at me and she said, Little David, do you want to go down? And folks, I, my lips were trembling. I could hardly speak. As a matter of fact, I didn't speak. I just shook my head. And she took me down and folks, whether I went to the altar or not was irrelevant. Standing right there in that pew, this little boy, something was poured into him that would never leave him. The next morning I got up and the strangest thing, everything was so bright. The birds were so loud. The sky looked so beautiful. I know it, I know it's, I wasn't on LSD, I was too young. <laughs> I was too young for it. My mother, my grandmother didn't share. <laughs> Believe you me, that's not the truth. But everything, that's God. That's being convinced. And folks, when I have doubts, when I struggle with my doubts, there's so many times I have prayed. There's so many times I've went to the altar. There's so many times that I have been prayed for. There's so many times that I've had hands laid on me. And let me encourage you as a group and as a couple, as a, couple, as a church, there's a principle in the Word of God. It says, let the sick call. Let hands be laid on them. There's a principle that says with two or three agree is touching anything. And somehow we're getting away from that. And I understand it. I do. The government, the physicians, the, uh, everybody saying distance and mask. And I get it. And I'm not being crazy about it. I'm just saying that when the time comes, let us remember that that's the principle of God's Word. And don't be afraid. Don't cower down. Don't be afraid to go and lay hands on somebody. Don't be afraid. They were afraid to get near lepers. But Jesus just walked right up to them. He touched them. And He healed them. Don't be afraid. I have no idea where that came. Where was I going? I was talking about being a little boy. I was going to say something that was important. Oh, my goodness, I'm two minutes over and you ain't shocked me. You're such a blessing, brother. I got a pacemaker, so just, just be, be easy with me, okay? I'm going to end. But I want you to know. I am... Definitely, definitely nothing special. And here I am. 
so convinced. I'll leave this building and Pastor Rhonda, the same amount of money will probably be in my bank account. The same struggles that I have will probably be there. Somehow we, we forget seven years is a long time to be Midian's doormat. 400 years is a long time to sit and to wait to see the miracle of God. It's a long time. And I may walk right out of this world and into the next with the same amount of money in my bank account, with the same issues, with the same struggles. But you know something? I'm going to show up. I have been convinced by God. I am possessed by God. And I'm not turning back. Not turning back. I'm not... And somebody comes along... You know, I love the way I live in my mornings. I have a cup that I get that I make my coffee in. And it has in big black letters, it's a white cup and it has in big black letters, blessed. And I drank from that cup and I see that word. And I know in the the morning times are my real struggle. I go to the porch, not just because it's whatever, I go to the ports because I know they want them away from me. And I sit out there and I drink from that cup that says blessed. And I meditate. And I pray over Pastor Rhonda. And I pray over this church. And I pray over my family. And I pray over my grandkids. And I meditate. And I look at that cup and it says blessed. And somehow I get up off of that bench. I made myself a little, um, what you call that thing? A little bar. And I can rest on it and I can sit there and I can do whatever I want to looking out and I can look at that cup and it says blessed, blessed, blessed. And I look at my life and I look at my bank account and I look at what's going on and I look at that cup and it says blessed, blessed, blessed. Folks, we can make some changes and I will close with this. I talked with you about hard wiring in the minds and all of this. You know, this beautiful young lady sitting here in front of us, she's the wife of Pastor Todd. She goes about carrying on, walking before you. Every time she just shows up. And there was a few years ago, I thought she was crazy. There was such hard wiring in her brain, I thought, oh, Lord. But you know something? All she had to do was show up. All she had to do was sit there. And and it was poured into her. And listen, if you want to be changed, (laughs) truly, if you want to be changed, I haven't talked to y'all close up. (laughs) If you want to be changed... The Hebrews, the book of Hebrews says, by the, or is it Romans, it's Romans. By the renewing 
of your mind. You stop thinking on bad things. You stop looking. Folks, get you a cup that says blessed. <laughs> or that says whatever it is you need. And drink out of it every morning. Remember who you are. I may not sit on that porch and see myself as a mighty warrior of God. I may not see myself as somebody walking on water or laying hands on the sick or whatever. But I know one thing. When I get up off of that bench, I see myself as blessed. And that's all it takes to get me through that day. I'm saying to you, your responsibility in this thing. I know maybe you need convincing by God. I didn't even open this one. I just brought this one to scare you. <laughs> maybe you need convincing by God. Maybe you need something. Something that gets you over the hump. Somebody to come along and do for you what you can't do for yourself. All you have to do is ask. That's it. Folks, he hasn't went anywhere. COVID hasn't. He don't stay six feet away. He doesn't show up in a mask. And standing six feet away saying, I would cover you over. And I would protect you and I would surround you and be all in you but I got to stay six feet away and I'm not making fun of anything or making light of anything I'm just saying to you God is God he is still God oh yes he is thank you Pastor Rhonda yes he is and if you need convincing, I don't know that he's going to burn your offering by touching it. I don't know what kind of fleece you need to put out. But if you really are starving to death for God, ask him to do something that only he can do. And keep asking. There's some things that I have asked for, Pastor Rhonda. I'm sorry I can't shut up, but I'm going to. There's some things that I have asked for that have gone by the wayside. They just, I don't know. And you know something? All I did was keep showing up. I'm not so perfect and so wonderful. You know, uh, Josh, you sung a song about perfect or you don't have to be perfect. Or Do you remember the words? See, you just helped me preach, brother. Aren't you proud of yourself? Praise God. All he wants is my heart. You ever fallen in love with somebody and they capture your heart? And you just love them, love them till they pass on, love them forever. You just love them. 
That gives us the prime example of what God's after. He just wants your heart. He just wants to possess you. He just wants to convince you. Folks, you're not going under. You've seen trouble before. Get over it. You're not going under. This church, it's not going under. My heavenly Father, you give it, give, clap if you're going to clap. This church is doing work that so many of the other churches in this town either have stopped or never have started. That's right. Right out of the caves, right out of the holes in the ground. Truly, truly to God, you ought to take that sign down that says uh, celebrate recovery and put up there, whosoever will. Because this is a church of the whosoever will. This is a church that doesn't draw lines. This is a church that I feel as comfortable as I can possibly be. This is a church that I truly believe that if I really failed and made a fool of myself and stumbled, this is a church that would love me and let me come home. Yes. Amen. No matter what. Mm -hmm. That's, right. That's the kind of place this is. Mm -hmm. And I can assure you, if you're a part of it, if this ministry is going to overcome, and it is, yes. then you will overcome. My last statement is, just show up. Bless you guys. Oh, get over yourself. Stop it. For Pete's sake.